Hi, everyone. Welcome to the Empire Life podcast. I'm your host, Allison Ramsey, the founder of Empire Life, and we have on entrepreneurs from all around the world talking about their exact techniques and tips for your ultimate success that you can utilize in your personal and business life. And in Empire Life, we also do paid advertising for Facebook and Google ads and membership sites with all the tech and digital marketing that you may need. And today our guest is Larissa, and I'll hand it over to her to explain a little bit more about herself. Thank you, Alison. Thank you for having me. Uh, I'm so excited about this uh, conversation. Um, so my name is Larissa Petrini. I'm a leading age reversal expert specialized in science-based programs made to measure from your DNA. And my field of play is epigenetics. And what I do is that I help six and seven figures entrepreneurs reverse their biological age by a decade, by, by 10 years, and help them get, I like to say, irresistible in their 40s. And this is without surgery and without exhausting beauty regimens. So um, uh, what I bring to the table, if you want, is uh, the first epigenetic solution to aging. It's pretty unique, it's exclusive, and it's 100% efficient. And the reason for that is the fact that there are lots of potions, lots of lotions, lots of diets, lots of powders, blogs, experts claiming to know what is best for us. And uh, our genes don't lie. I like to say that all the time. And also our DNA is not a destiny. It's not locked away. So this is what I do. Uh, I like to um, somehow clear the path for my clients and uh, bring some light into uh, those contradictory advices out there. There is a lot of information about nutrition, sleep, uh, lifestyle, uh, the way we should or we could take care of ourselves. And I think it's complicated, it's confusing, it's overwhelming. So uh, uh, this is what I do and this is who I am. Thank you, Larissa. Yes, and so much to unpack here and uncover. I'm sure that anybody listening to this can't wait to hear more about those beauty secrets, especially that they are getting, we're all at some point going to get to our 40s or we've, we're already in our 40s. And we've heard a lot of misleading things about sleep, about injections or plastic surgery. Mm-hmm. Uh, So many things, like you said, in the market for women to consume and how, which advice do we take? How do we know that that advice is for actually for us personally? And where do we focus our energy? Because if we're focusing on all these different avenues, like you said, Mm -hmm. that can be extremely overwhelming. And I do want to start with diving right in and what are some of the challenges through your work with your clients and through your personal journey in health, what are some of the challenges that have come up for you and that routinely come up for your clients and, and how they overcome those? Um, I, I would start by saying that I'm a, I'm a former uh, executive. So um, uh, I, uh, I like to, to describe my life before and then my life <laughs> after that a pretty intense uh, period of my life. So I was running for 15 years a successful communication agency. And then in 2010, something um, uh, interesting happened in my life. Uh, uh, It was a 
um, a combo, if I can call it like that, between uh, my divorce. So I, uh, we uh, decided to split after, after nine years. And then uh, uh, in less than two months, I also, uh, I was faced with, uh, I was misdiagnosed with cancer. So that was a huge, huge wake up call for me. And uh, back then I uh, took the decision to take a break and to uh, fly to Malaysia for two months. I had like a shorter sabbatical instead of having a one year sabbatical. I just had a two month sabbatical right in the jungle, um, taking care of orangutans, uh, um, no phone, uh, no uh, access to electricity. So it was pretty tough and the perfect setup to have that uh, wake up call. And back then I promised myself uh, the fact that I will do my best to help each and every woman that is going to come my way uh, to avoid that type of crisis. And the reason why I work with women in their 40s is the fact that in our 40s, I like to, to, to say that we reach uh, like a major life turning point. We are somehow forced to, to recognize that we don't have all the, 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 the whole time in the world. Mm-hmm. Um, and most of us, and this, this happened to me as well uh, last year and even two years ago, we take an inventory of the goals we achieved in the first part of our life and want to somehow have a clear picture uh, about what's next. Mm-hmm. And I like to call this the meridian of our life, or if you want, the peak of a mountain. We reach the peak of that mountain, and then there is a downside of the mountain we need to take, right? And it's um, we, uh, and I'm sure this is happening for most of um, most of women in their forties. They have a different perspective, and somehow. Uh, a distortion there is a distortion in in their sense of time we Mm. somehow i like to say we find ourselves between the end of growing up and the beginning (laughs) of growing old and this is something that stimulates an inner crisis Mm. Uh, uh, some call it midlife crisis some call it the crisis of meaning Um, and it's interesting uh, because around 40s another thing happens so we are into um, this crisis of meaning or midlife crisis and then the signs of aging are coming in and we suddenly have what I call a mirror moment in which we have a look in the mirror and we suddenly see lots of wrinkles there and maybe some extra pounds and uh, uh, we don't like what we see and uh, if I would have to quote my clients they say, I want my body back. I don't recognize Mm. my body. Mm -hmm. And the reason for that is the fact that aging accelerates at 40. That's when we notice the first cracks, if I can call uh, call them like that, in our physical shells. Mm. And um, uh, we lose hormones. We lose muscle mass. Uh, the quality of the collagen our body uh, is producing is not the same. Our moods swings up and down. We start to have issues around our sleep. We cannot um, sleep uh, or um, we, we wake up uh, not being rested. So there are lots of things uh, changing. And uh, this is why, why I'm so passionate about working with women in this midlife, in their midlife passage. And showing them and guiding them uh, into the second part of their life. Um, And 
I'm absolutely sure we can and we should celebrate this chapter like no tomorrow. I think we are wiser. We are. Mm-hmm. Um, we have um, a, a different um, uh, perception, not only about ourselves but also about our lives. So if we manage to overcome this crisis and also to take care of ourselves properly, um, we can be uh, irresistible in our forties. Mm. I'm completely on board with you. <laughs> oh, I'm so happy. <laughs> we, we, we are so close. Uh, you are in your 40s. I am in my 40s. So uh, uh, it's, uh, we, I'm, I'm sure you, you understand what mm-hmm. I'm talking about. And uh, it's a lot of, um, uh, again, it's a matter of perspective and also mindset shifting a little bit. Uh, it's also a wake-up call. But it's, from my perspective, it's a huge opportunity Mm-hmm. to reposition ourselves and to do uh, something that it's truly our calling or to, to tap into our purpose, to, to simply change some things there. And in most of the cases, these things are deep things. Mm-hmm. Uh, they are not superficial. We are not so uh, excited anymore about our social status, our material possessions. Uh, our kids are growing uh, they are leaving our the, the, the nest, I like to call it mm-hmm. the nest. Uh, and we suddenly feel like, oh my God, we are staying behind and there is not much to care about because they are leaving and we cook less. Uh, we, uh, we, we need some other things to, to be busy with. So I think it's, mm-hmm. uh, it's interesting. I'm so fascinated about this uh, midlife passage. So um, I am too. And I am, I'm almost there. I'm, I'm not mm-hmm. quite there. And I do, I was asking myself the other day and because I've started to see some changes in, in my body, especially with entrepreneurship that mm-hmm. I feel that sometimes it brings extra stress and I need to be aware when I see puffiness in my face mm-hmm. or I don't feel like my sleep quality is, is, is well as good as it should be. I need to ask myself like, where can I, where can I improve or what, what's going, what's really going on here? And at the same time, not be too hard on myself that it's, it's okay. It's okay. Mm-hmm. If we're, we don't do things perfect um, a, a week. Mm-hmm. And I was asking myself the question the other day, like, what if I fully accepted, how would it feel to fully accept the changes that my body is going to go through? How would Mm -hmm. it feel to fully embrace without judgment, criticism, without looking, like you said, looking in the mirror and Mm -hmm. saying, oh, well, there's this. And panicking. And panicking. And and, um, why is it not? Our, one of my best friends was joking with me. Why is it not as easy to lose weight anymore when you, you know, are in your forties or she, she's in her forties now. She's mm-hmm. a few years older than me or I'm almost in my forties. And it's hard to, it's, it's become harder. To it's harder. It's harder. To lose weight. Yeah. And, yeah. and then we need to be, it's like, Oh, I, I can't eat at, you know, 12 a.m. at night and think that mm-hmm. I'm going to, you know, have a You cannot food. get away with that anymore, <laughs> Yeah, you can't right? get away with yeah. little things that you might mm-hmm. have gotten away with or you can't get away with as much. You don't feel as rested um, mm-hmm. for like two days if you didn't take your sleep seriously one mm-hmm. of those days. But going back, I asked myself, what would it feel like to fully embrace the changes that my body is going through? 
how I how does that how mm-hmm. does that feel what would I tell myself mm-hmm. when I look in the mirror if I'm fully embracing it how can I give myself love and acceptance mm-hmm. because it I does love, feel, I love that it does yeah. feel overwhelming it's like oh yeah. what, what happened to the it was so easy in my 20s or what happened exactly. to that? yeah 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 you skip the meal and then you you suddenly <laughs> the, the yeah the scale was uh, friendlier um i i love this so much and i love it because this is uh, where we start um every time most of my clients are coming my way first of all because they want to lose weight Mm-hmm. Of course, they want to uh, change their skincare routine and they want to understand what's happening inside their body. So there are lots of things on their list and they want to change everything and mm-hmm. it's possible yesterday. And this is, of course, not possible. Uh, this is the reason why uh, my coaching process is a longer one. It's a minimum of uh, nine months um, because there are different subjects, as you, as you mentioned. Sleep is one. Stress is another one, especially for entrepreneurs. And then weight loss. And weight loss somehow is a consequence, if you want. If you fix the stress, if you fix the sleep, if you uh, fix other um, uh, things um, in, in related to your health, then it's very easy to, to lose weight. And uh, one of the things that I observe and see, and it was also very challenging and hard for myself, was to, to leave, to sit with negative emotions. Mm. And I think it's so important mm-hmm. to, to, to give ourselves the gift of presence, no matter if in that present moment we are uh, uh, scared, we are um, anxious, we are sad. And this especially during these days when mm-hmm. there is a lot of uh, uncertainty in the world and a bit of chaos. And um, it's, it's so important to welcome those emotions and to leave them and to sit with them because they are also part of our life and they are also part of ourselves and our body. And they are trying to tell us something. I like to say the fact that they are somehow uh, like a feedback mechanism. So every single time we feel anxious, there is an opportunity for us to sit in the present moment and to investigate what's going on there. Mm-hmm. And every single time we feel, it doesn't matter if it's a negative or a positive emotion, when we feel something, that something, that feeling is very, uh, very strongly tied with a thought. Mm-hmm. So, this is the reason why it's so important to investigate the feeling so that we understand what was the thought and why are we feeling what we are feeling. And in most of the cases, what we discover is the fact that the external circumstances, the outside world, uh, someone else triggered that thought and then that thought somehow translated into a certain feeling. And when it comes to our body and the way we feel in our body, this is very similar and it's, it's, uh, it's somehow the same. Um, and I, I say this so often to my clients. If you hate your body, if you don't like your body today, the way it is with those extra pounds, with those mm-hmm. wrinkles on your face, chances are you will lose the weight. You will solve some of the wrinkles. You will fix your sleep. And then you will feel the same because mm. it's not so much about 
those kilos. It's not so much about those wrinkles. Of course, we want to look fabulous in our 40s and 50s. Mm. And that's uh, everything. I think every single woman wants to look the best, right? Um, But you will not get there by hating your body. Mm -hmm. You need to love yourself the way you are today. And then, of course, self-care is a a form of self-love. And mm-hmm. even self-discipline, from my perspective, is the biggest sign of self-love. When you, you don't need to do things uh, perfectly. You don't need to have perfect army-type routines. <laughs> it's not about that. It's about, and I always teach my clients to somehow negotiate with themselves three layers of accountability for every single thing that they want to do in their lives. For example, if they want to start working out i always tell them let's negotiate the three layers the first one could be for you to jump for 10 minutes on a trampoline that's Mm -hmm. acceptable that's great if you manage to do those 10 minutes of on, on the trampoline you are on the right track and you are doing it you do something yeah and then you can add some i don't know uh, um, one two three circuits on could be on seven app or uh, you could go to the gym and then you can also add uh, an evening walk and that's very important for our sleep by the way so these are the three layers you can do them all three and that's the, the very good and you can celebrate and uh, everything it's uh, it's great and it's supporting your health you can do the the um, uh, the trampoline and the regimen or you can only do the trampoline or even a 15 minutes walk but you need to do something Mm-hmm. And again, that's a sign of self-love. That's a sign of you taking care of your body and understanding the fact that your body will become friendlier with you and with mm-hmm. your needs, especially mm-hmm. as an entrepreneur, mm-hmm. if, you, if you give him what it needs. And our yes. bodies need some movement, right? And water and quality food and sleep. So these are the basic things. And then, of course, we can go into sophisticated skincare regimens and lots of other things but those are like uh, the cherry on top from my perspective i completely agree with you and to to revisit too this uh, you're in in bucharest right yes Um, i live in romania i travel i used to travel a lot yeah oh yeah to new york right you you live there too um Switzerland and also Netherlands. So I, I used to travel a lot. Right now, I, I am uh, stuck in Bucharest. Oh, Bucharest is, <laughs> I've heard that it's beautiful though. I can't it wait, is, to, it is. I can't wait yeah, to get yeah. there and the food and the culture. And yeah, uh, with, with how I was raised, I was not raised with thinking that, that self-care, I didn't know anything about self-care. I didn't see that modeled in my family with the women. Mm-hmm. or sleep, or uh, being tapped in to my feminine energy. I saw also, I was told that I was confrontational. If I sat in my negative emotions, if I brought up something, if I had a voice, it was like, mm-hmm. oh, well, why, why are you rocking the boat here? Why are you acting so, like, well, why? Who do you think you are, right? Yeah, How who dare do you think you? you are? How dare yeah, you? Yeah, this yeah. is not a big deal. Well, it's a big deal to me. Mm-hmm. And from a young age, like going back to what you were saying, instead of avoiding mm-hmm. what we're feeling, which is what we're taught to do 
So I'm not, yes, it's okay. It's okay to, to, to give yourself that love and forgiveness. It's okay that Mm -hmm. I maybe avoided some of these things. If you're listening to this with everything going on in the world, I do feel one of the steps, I completely agree with you. One of the steps to having a more fulfilled life, feeling more confident in our bodies and having more self-love and acceptance is being okay with having those negative emotions and understanding also these are passing feelings. Yeah, exactly. I they might feel like, like they're like clouds. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, they're like clouds or passing weather, passing weather, yeah. yeah, and weather and yeah. all of that is is part of the human experience, part of the exactly. process. And I, I read a really good quote. I don't remember who it was from now that I sometimes revisit about without sadness, we can't feel true joy without going into depression. Sometimes we can't feel true happiness. Exactly. All of like, like your nails, you know, that you were telling <laughs> the contrast between, yeah, yeah. between amazing life experiences and sometimes not so amazing life experiences is being able to understand, okay, this too shall pass. Mm-hmm. And anything that's brought to me in my life is brought to me. I have divine trust is brought to me because I will eventually, maybe not that moment eventually i will understand what this is teaching me how it's supporting me i ask mm-hmm. myself how is this serving me mm-hmm. and like you said where is this trigger coming from why do i tapping in instead of when we out outwardly focus on mm-hmm. other people or they're doing this to me somebody's doing something to me yeah or, this is so important mm-hmm. There is, uh, I, I love um, uh, Byron Katie's uh, work a lot. And she uh, says something very interesting. There are three types of businesses in the world. Your business, someone else's business, and the God business or the universe <laughs> business. So every single time we, uh, and I, I started to observe this when I was triggered, when I was stressed, when I was sad or upset, It was in most of the cases, if not all, someone else or an external circumstance. Mm -hmm. And uh, it's very interesting because if we we would focus on our business, we we would mind our business without comparing ourselves against other women or people, without judging other people, Mm -hmm. without being... uh, um, I don't know, uh, curious uh, for just to, to, without scrolling so much on social media sometimes. And mm-hmm. um, so all these things are actually not healthy for us from my perspective, because instead of spending time with us and giving ourselves that gift of presence, we mindlessly spend our energy and time and focus our attention elsewhere and that's not healthy and it's stressful and sometimes sometimes it, it, it causes a, a lot of anxious uh, anxious mm-hmm. anxiety sorry um and um, for example worrying worrying it's such a, a an interesting thing because we worry uh and if we would step back and think about it in a logical way worrying is unproductive it doesn't help it doesn't change the situation 
so that's another instance where you can investigate what's going on there, why I'm worried and what can I do about it? Because it doesn't really help anyone for mm -hmm. me to be worried. So uh, yes, it, it, it's really, it's really uh, important to, uh, to sit with our emotions and also to focus our energy on the right things. And I think this is, uh, and I see a lot, uh, uh, I see this a lot, um, especially as an entrepreneur, there are lots of, um, uh, I think it's called the, um, the shiny. Uh, the shiny object syndrome. <laughs> exactly. So you want to engage in another course or hire another coach yes. or read another book or, mm -hmm. you know, it's like, uh, like it's never enough and I'm never there. Yes. I'm never I'm enough. Like, They're never yeah. enough. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. My so kids are not doing enough. It, it, exactly. it just keeps going from there. It's never enough. Yeah, and, yeah. and, and what, I, what, what I, uh, I like to, to practice and also to teach is the fact that if we would focus on the quality of our thoughts, because what triggers us is not our kids, it's not our, um, I don't know, politicians, or uh, not even this virus, right? It's our thoughts about that thing. Mm -hmm. So we have an, a huge power, an immense power to change the frequency, to, to, to see all these things in a completely different perspective. There are people that are completely unafraid of this. Mm -hmm. There are people who think the government does the right thing. There are also people who are not triggered by the bad weather, for example. They think it's romantic if it's raining outside, while others think yeah. it's, a, it's a terrible thing and they become depressed and sad. And so it, it, it's, it's here, it's in our head and mm -hmm. we can turn it around easily. We just need to sit, uh, question the feeling, go back to the thought that generated that feeling, investigate it, shift it, and then change the perspective. It's not that complicated. Mm, I love those steps and that strategy. That's amazing, Larissa. And I want to go into why do you think people should have a morning routine? And, and what are some, what's some tips or techniques that you give to your clients? And if they want to have a morning routine, what that looks like. The whole, you were talking about off, offline uh, to me also on preparing the night before yes. and guiding yes. them through that. Can you go into that? Sure, sure. So first of all, um, this is one of the stepping stones, if I can call it like that. Uh, and it's a very important one when, we, when I start working with, uh, uh, with my clients. And it, it, it's a very important one because if we uh, control if we manage control maybe it's a, it's a too tough word but if we manage and uh, take charge of our morning routines uh, <laughs> then we can um, so I was saying that in order to create the the level of life we we want we desire um, we must first find some time and dedicate some time each day to be able to to get there and from my perspective, the best time uh, of the day for that, to sit with us, to prioritize what needs to be prioritized is in the morning. When everyone else is sleeping, when we, or even later, it doesn't have to be at 5 a.m. Uh, I'm waking up at 6. I used to wake up at 5 for many years. Um, and I think it's, it's good to be, uh, to be quiet, but if, 
those around you can gift you the space and the and also the the quietness then it's uh, it's perfect so i think focused uh, productive successful mornings generate uh, productive, focused, and successful days, which somehow create a successful uh, life in the end. Um, I wake up more, with more energy when I wake up early. I um, and of course I need to go earlier to bed for that because the we need a certain number of hours of sleep hours. Um, I manage to lower the level of my stress when I wake up uh, early and when I have a certain morning routine and I can walk you through my routine if you want. I, uh, uh, I have a certain level of clarity. Uh, I can also overcome potential challenges. I, um, my health is different because I manage to do some workouts in the morning. I journal in the morning. Uh, I do oil pulling, for example, in the morning. So all these things uh, are uh, important because they increase our level of uh, productivity. They help us prioritize better. Um, we are even, uh, this is what I have uh, observed in my case, I'm more grateful and more positive when I have that space and when I have the opportunity to step back and have a careful look at what's uh, ahead in the day. And I can also um, uh, decide what are the, uh, the things that really needs to stay on my to-do list and what I can say no to. When we wake up, um we first of all we uh, in most of the cases and this uh, this is one of my dear clients uh, she was so uh somehow upset that she's not able to wake up properly mm -hmm. she was uh, pressing the snooze button two times three times five times <laughs> and then she was like i am always feeling that i am behind i am rushing my kids i am blaming the traffic Mm -hmm. um, it's like all these daily obligations and mm -hmm. endless requests are coming my way. And instead of being proactive and selecting and prioritizing, I have to react and to catch all those balls mm -hmm. that every single person mm -hmm. is throwing my way. Oh, so, so many of us feel like that. I completely resonate with which, what she's saying, with how fast our paced our lives are. And, and what do you... How, where do you even start to, yeah. to yeah. So be I would more say, responsive? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. To, to, be, to, be, uh, to react to life and uh, to, to be proactive, sorry, about life and not mm -hmm. to react mm -hmm. to life and to react to... Because it's very difficult to... Uh, one of my, uh, my coaches has a very interesting saying and she says that uh, if you are inside the bottle, you cannot read the label. You need to be outside <laughs> the bottle. And to be outside the bottle or to be able to see the forest you need to have some perspective and to take some steps back. Mm -hmm. So um, um, you mentioned the fact that uh, um, productive mornings and morning routines should be prepared ahead in the evening. And this is something that I, um, I do myself and I also encourage my, my clients to do. So first of all, we need to make sure we... Uh, go to bed early enough and early enough um, I'm also a certified sleep coach so for me um, is um, especially because I understand why it's so important to go to bed around 10 p.m this is uh, a must from my perspective and mm -hmm. it's a must because our body um, needs to be aligned to the circadian rhythms this is number one number two especially for us women 
there is a, a so-called prime time uh, interval, and this is between 10 p.m. and 2 a.m. And this is very important because our body is releasing a certain hormone. And this is, the, from my perspective, the number one hormone when we talk about um, age reversal and preventing the, the signs of aging. And this hormone is the human growth hormone. So in order to catch as much as we can from that hormone, we need to also sleep inside this interval. Uh, another important thing is the fact that we need to pay attention to what we eat before going to bed. And eating light, and when I say light, I mean a soup or a salad or something easy, not heavy meals, and especially mm -hmm. not at 10, 11, 12 in the night. You mentioned that. Mm -hmm. It's not uh, just the fact that we don't get away with it and we gain weight. It's also the disturbing our sleep. So we need to have a uh, at maximum 8 p.m. to have a light meal, a light dinner, and then help our body prepare for sleep. Uh, we can take a warm shower because warm showers will relax our muscles. will also lower the level of cortisol. And these days, uh, because the level of stress and uh, there is lots of uncertainty and we are definitely more anxious than, than before, this, not an, this is not an unusual uh, situation, mm -hmm. uh, our level of cortisol stays very high. Uh, and this is very much uh, linked with what's happening around us, but also with the, uh, the, the amount of caffeine we consume. And one of the advices I give to my clients is to ditch coffee. I know this is not popular and most of your listeners will be <laughs> like, oh my God, I cannot get rid of coffee. You can at least switch the type of coffee uh, with caffeine you consume and go for another type of coffee that is decaf. You will mm -hmm. still have the taste there. You will still have the smell, the ritual, but you will take away the caffeine and you will keep your cortisol balanced. Um, mm. So we, this is another thing. Uh, and um, if you still want to consume coffee, 3 p.m. is the maximum hour you consume mm. the coffee. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Otherwise, that caffeine will disturb our sleep. Yes. Another, and another you, do you suggest like maybe one cup of coffee if if some if one of your clients says well i just love the taste and it's part of my morning routine do you suggest one cup and then trying to transition to maybe a, a certain tea that you like or or maybe um i have a tea that's called like wide awake and i mm -hmm. think it has a lot less caffeine it's english mm -hmm. breakfast and i'll do that mm -hmm. sometimes on the weekend i try to have no almost no caffeine Mm -hmm. at least for a few days of the week yeah, that's very like, good is it mm -hmm. good okay uh, so first of all um, some of us are lucky and some of us are less lucky and this has to do with genetics mm -hmm. so some of my clients find out once they do the the genetic uh, analysis and we have a careful look into it that they are fast metabolizers when it comes to coffee Mm. Some others are low metabolizers. In my case, for example, I'm a fast metabolizer, but I still um, uh, ditched coffee with caffeine. So these days I'm, I'm still drinking coffee, consuming coffee, but it's decaf. Mm -hmm. um, and I'm doing that because uh, I uh, want to, uh, to sleep properly. Yeah, so um, uh, with coffee... Uh, the the less coffee we consume, the better. Mm -hmm. uh, with this note that some of us could be lucky or luckier 
and um, uh, have this uh, specific gene that uh, shows us the fact that they are fast metabolizers. So they will eliminate it faster from their uh, metabolism, from, from their body. Screens are another big, uh, another, another important thing. Um, no matter if we are talking about laptops, phones, um, uh, tablets, mm -hmm. TV, uh, screens are the biggest enemy of uh, another important hormone. It's also called the sleep hormone, and this is melatonin. And we should close everything and stop everything at least three hours before going to bed. Wow. I know the reaction is, oh my God, I cannot do that. <laughs> I, I keep my phone uh, with me all the time. So that's impossible. I love to stay on social media or I have to work. So what mm -hmm. can we do about that? We could uh, and we should order uh, blue light blockers. They are uh, available on lots of, even on Amazon. They are called Swannies. I don't have any commercial. <laughs> I'm going to write this down. That. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So, uh, <laughs> Um, these swannies, these uh, glasses, blue, uh, blue light blockers are very good because they filter some of this blue light. And this blue light is, uh, again, um, not helping us when it comes to sleep. It's disturbing a lot our sleep mm -hmm. because our brain uh, is not, uh, our brain is basically confused and uh, it thinks that maybe it's still uh, light outside. So instead of Producing mm -hmm. melatonin, we inhibit the, the melatonin, and the mm -hmm. melatonin is very important for our sleep. Yeah. Uh, I mentioned, I already mentioned uh, the, the walk, the evening walk. This is very important um, uh, for everyone, um, not only to, to burn some calories, uh, but also for, uh, for our sleep. Mm. And then what is very important, and it's something that uh, I don't see it enough around uh, as an information, and it's, it's very educational and important, is the fact that we need to get at least 30 minutes exposure to natural light. And especially mm. now with um, um, uh, this um, coronavirus and us uh, being uh, locked somehow in our, uh, in our houses, we don't do this uh, enough. So uh, the best interval uh, is uh, 6 a.m., 8 a.m. So if mm -hmm. we can catch 30 minutes in the morning, we would help our body to produce enough serotonin. This is another important hormone. Yes. The happiness hormone, right? Mm -hmm. So this is, uh, this is another thing. So all these things are important and we can do them in the evening it's important to pay attention to what we eat to the way the air the the temperature in our, in the bedroom is also important the level of humidity is important we need to have it between 30 and 50 percent for example when it comes to humidity temperature uh, is important to be around 17 18 degrees celsius mm -hmm. so um all these things can um, can um, disturb our sleep, and sometimes we start taking pills and supplements without checking these things first. <laughs> how yes. much caffeine we consume, or how uh, how, yeah. how much we stay in front of screens. So uh, all these things uh, or lifestyle factors are very important. Mm -hmm. I completely agree with you, and. Also, I wanted to ask you, with the human growth hormone, is the 
can, in, in that window between 10 p.m. and 2 a.m., do you also suggest your clients to take human growth hormone before they go to sleep or take it during the day? I've seen, I haven't personally taken it before, but I've seen a lot of new supplements coming up with the human growth hormone and also collagen. Yes, collagen is very popular these days. Uh, the only thing with collagen is that it needs to be hydrolyzed. Otherwise, it doesn't work. It's not going to be absorbed in the body. Mm. And when it comes to human growth hormone, um, yes, depending on what we see in the genetic analysis, uh, we might need to supplement that. And also, depending on the way they sleep and what is the hour they go to bed. If someone goes to bed uh, at 2 a.m., uh, every single night, that person for sure would need to supplement and to take uh, to take uh, this um, uh, hormones to, to supplement uh, uh, with this hormone. And there are two ways to do it: um, uh, as an IV shot, intravenous mm -hmm. shot, or um, as a, as a pill. So it's not uh, it's pretty popular. Uh, it's not something uh, outstanding. It's just that you need to know if you need it. Mm -hmm. What is the amount uh, you need to take and for how long? So this is, again, something that uh, uh, I do for my clients because uh, it's, uh, you cannot take it just like that. I will order it on Amazon and then I'm going to put it back. So you need some investigation <laughs> there, if I can call it. Of that. course, of course. And so with sleep, that's one of the huge investigations that we need to go through related to aging, how we feel, and that's connected to our stress and our weight loss. and what else would you say uh, are maybe how we manage stress, how we deal or manage those feelings as they come up when we are stressed? Because I think we're, we're never going to not have stress. And even if we don't have the, some anxiety, we may have even good stress, which, uh, mm -hmm. uh, which is, uh, yeah, it's just, good. It's good for yeah. our productivity. <laughs> and, uh, it makes us, yeah, indeed. Um, when it comes to stress, uh, first of all, uh, I like to say that stress is in the eye of the beholder. Mm -hmm. So each and every person has a different perception about stressful or non-stressful things, about things in general. Let's not call them stressful. We put the label if they're stressful or not. For some people, for example, loud music can be stressful, while for other people, can be energizing and good. It's just a very simple example. Same with traffic. In my case, for example, I am not triggered by the traffic. I'm not stressed by, by the traffic. Mm -hmm. I, I prefer to listen to a book or put some classical music or, um, I don't know, do some phone calls, call my mom, uh, instead of being so focused again on the external circumstances. So the more we spend time with ourselves, the more we give ourselves that morning routine or late morning routine or even evening routine, if there is no chance for us to, to have a morning routine, the more perspective we gain and we have that opportunity to investigate our thoughts. Stress, the same as anxiety, the same as, um, I don't know, other feelings like worry and um, I don't know even sadness they all have the same trigger and the trigger is definitely our thoughts are our mm -hmm. thoughts so um, that's why meditation for example um, um, 
I use um, sometimes even twice a day. There is a, it's, it's pretty popular. It's a headband, a meditation headband um, from Muse. I don't know if you know it. It's, uh, it's really efficient because I can see, I can observe what's going on inside my brain. So it's a, it's a very interesting uh, tool I use when I meditate. So meditation is one uh, thing. Tapping is another thing for us mm. to release emotion. Any type of movement from taking a walk to doing some exercises um, are okay because we move those emotions inside. Emotions are stuck in our body. They, mm-hmm. they live there. Mm-hmm. right? When we feel anxious, for example, we feel contracted. We feel um, we feel uh, we feel them in our body, and very often I ask my clients to describe where they feel their emotion, where they are stuck. They are stuck in their chest. They are stuck. Maybe they cannot breathe properly. Maybe they feel them in their stomach, and this is different from every single person. Mm-hmm. So um, uh, this is another important physical movement. Jumping on the trampoline is an excellent tool, an excellent excellent thing we can do to release uh, and to take out uh, the stress and those emotions basically from our body. So tapping, meditation, uh, journaling. I love journaling. I I practice morning pages. This is a tool um, from Julia Cameron for years. And I Mm. love it because it's a way to detox our mind and our thoughts and to to, to move them from our head to the paper. And this is so important because it helps you um, somehow start the day on, on a clean paper mm-hmm. instead of starting the day with lots of worries and mental to-dos and things that we forgot or we have to do. So this is a very uh, important tool. And again, I, I'm doing it for years and I, I love journaling. So journaling, meditation, movement, uh, tapping, all these, and they are not the same for everyone. For some people, tapping is a big no-no because they don't feel like doing it or they don't understand it or, I don't know, some other people are resistant uh, when it comes to journaling. They don't like to write. They don't have patience to write three long um, pages, for example. So uh, it depends, um, and, but we need to try these tools. We need to give them a try and before anything else we need to give us and i'm gonna say this i think for the third time uh, the gift of presence mm-hmm. so we need sure to, to give ourselves this uh, this gift of presence and to to spend time with ourselves because we spend time with so many people around us and for them and we want to please everyone and serve everyone and uh, in business and uh, in our families and we are very often the last on the list. And we cannot, I like this uh, quote so much, you cannot pour from an empty cup. Mm-hmm. It's impossible. It's mm-hmm. almost impossible. And exploring those strategies and techniques that you were mentioning can fill our cup. And it, if it doesn't, we need to try something else. And we need to always be focused on, am I filling my cup? Exactly. Yeah, because yeah. We, we may be overgiving and... And this is not, uh, yeah, this is not uh, healthy and um, um, good for others. When we are um, stressed, when we are tired, when we are irritable, we cannot be 
generous and nice and uh, smiling for 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 the dear ones first of all mm-hmm. and then even for our clients for mm-hmm. our collaborators so when you are okay with yourself when you have enough for yourself you can be generous you can be um you can be positive optimistic you have a different energy completely different energy and it's not mm-hmm. selfish i know we had and you mentioned this mm. We, we, we had the, the wrong models somehow. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and I had the same type of model. My mom um, used to be, and she still is a martyr, I like to say, to say it like that. Uh, she has this, uh, she's selfless. Mm-hmm. I think this is the right word. She, mm-hmm. is, she feels the need and probably, not probably, for sure she had the same model from her mom, from my grandmother. Yes. Mm-hmm. So, they all felt the need to sacrifice themselves. And this sacrifice was like the most important thing. They were the last on the list. They were the last eating at the table, if mm-hmm. you want. Mm-hmm. It's a metaphor, of course. But, it is. Um, for generations, every, it's, been, yeah, it's yeah, been like yeah. that for a lot of women. And uh, or my mom, for example, it's very hard for her if I say to her, I'm really in touch with my intuition and I understand uh, different uh, moods or things that I may feel. And if I express that, it's like, well, I mean, oh, that seems, it seems like that always affects you or it seems like that's a problem for you. It's not necessarily a problem. It's good to be aware of Mm -hmm. how unique all of our bodies are. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And it's, um, uh, you, you also mentioned something very interesting um, and that was about uh, having the right to have a voice. Mm-hmm. And I think this is so important because we were, um, what I saw at least at, uh, at my mom and I, I somehow learned from my mom and then I had to unlearn yes. along the way is the fact that if something bothers you, if something is not right for you, you have to simply stay quiet and don't say anything. Yes. So that people will not be upset with you and they will not. Uh, and this is a compromise. This is a compromise in which we, instead of voicing, instead of um, expressing our needs, we mm-hmm. don't do it. And we are somehow expecting that other people will guess what our needs are. And this is, I mean, this is not the case. It's not the case. And then, no. like you were talking about, those emotions might stay stagnant in our body. Exactly. And, yeah. and that leads yeah. to di- different kind of cancers, most likely, and yeah. diseases, and or a thyroid. Um, yeah. I had another podcast um, earlier this morning, and she was talking about how tapping into our voice in our throat and j- just starting to voice our needs it can be as small as I need to take a walk, like you said, or mm-hmm. I need to, to go right now because I need to do X, Y, Z. But that starts to also open up the thyroid and help, help with, thi- with that a lot of women are going through hypo or hyperthyroid. Yeah. yeah and exactly. how it can be possibly also tied to our emotions and our voice and speaking up for... Yeah. My mom was, um, and uh, I shared this with you before, my mom was diagnosed with thyroid cancer Mm. uh, this year. So uh, it's interesting that we talk about this. Yes, that is. That is. Wow. uh, And she still has this uh, this, uh, uh, somehow um, 
difficulty to to express her needs and to mm-hmm. share her um, even her thoughts and opinions about, uh, especially when it comes to the dear ones, when it comes to other people, she's very, her voice is very loud about politicians <laughs> and uh, the outside world in general. But when it comes to us, she's very afraid that she will upset someone. Mm. And this is, this is very interesting to, to, especially now that I worked so much along the years with myself and with mentors mm-hmm. and coaches it's so interesting to observe her behavior and of course I'm trying my best to help her and sometimes it works and sometimes it doesn't because she's not always uh, open to, to receive the, the, mm-hmm. the advice or the, uh, because I'm her daughter and she knows better, you know, there are yes. some yeah. there. Uh, but it's interesting to, and I'm so glad I will not reach that point. I will at least I know the tools and I know what what it needs to be done so that I will not get there. Yes. And another, another facet of what you were talking about is it's okay for someone else to feel uncomfortable with our feelings. And and it's nothing that we're doing. We're not doing anything to them. I'm especially talking about with, with men because they're also, they have things that they learn in their culture along the way. It's not okay to express my emotions and it might be difficult for them to hold the space for their partner or another woman to be with her feelings. And that doesn't mean that then we don't, do it just because it might make somebody uncomfortable yeah that's not our responsibility exactly and uh, for example um, one of my clients she she was uh, complaining maybe is not the right word but she was sharing with me the fact that she cannot cry in front of her partner and she Mm -hmm. cannot do it because her partner cannot stand this Mm -hmm. uh, he's like please, I will do everything for you to stop crying. I cannot see you crying. And mm-hmm. she, was, she's, she was trying to tell him that it's healthy. It's, it's, it's liberating for her to cry mm-hmm. and she needs to cry. And he was, he's always like, okay, please do it somewhere else. I don't want to see that. I don't want mm. to be in front of that. So indeed, this has to do, uh, and the same role models, right, in the end. And what, and I saw this uh, at, at home. I have a brother, and my mom was always telling him, man up, man up, don't cry. Why, why, do, why do you cry? You are not a girl. Why do you? So he was always somehow um, uh, forced to, to numb his emotions and, this is not healthy for sure it's not healthy and yes we can see lots of men walking around in the world <laughs> being being uh, having this armor and not being able to to express their emotions and to share their emotions and this mm-hmm. is this is so pity in the end this this relates probably to uh, prostate cancer a lot of different exactly um, health yeah. or lower lower testosterone and different kind of health issues that men might have too and Another part of that is I've, I've noticed, especially with all the uncertainty going on in the world, is boys are often raised that the only way they can express their feelings is with anger. Mm-hmm. And that that's an acceptable form of a masculine way to express your feelings. And then that becomes a miscommunication that we can't receive or they're 
and with the health, another person can't really be present with you when you're angry, like you were talking about when you're when you're anxious and having a lot of negative emotions. It, it can be very difficult for somebody to stay present with, with you yeah. and mm -hmm. and with us. So that is we got to go back to like you were saying in square one and analyzing how are we sleeping? Mm -hmm. What kind of nutrients are we taking in? What are we eating at this time? And really take that accountability and look at all those things. How positive are we being? How, what can help us to be more positive, like journaling, being grateful as I've learned, like you can't be negative and grateful at the same time. There are different mindsets. So as we transition, as we let go of those negative feelings, then we can come more into the the full gratitude. Indeed, indeed. And uh, there is also a saying that uh, the, the universe can't add to not enough, right? So if we are oh, complaining yes. and, uh, yeah. and if we see the negative in the world. Uh, and there is another thing that um, uh, I, I truly believe and I saw it happening um where we put our attention or where uh, i think it's another saying where, where attention goes energy flows mm -hmm. and i really believe that if you are focused on not enough um scarcity if you have this scarcity mindset basically because this is all about uh you will attract more of that because you are you will somehow your brain will try to look for evidence that that thing that you believe is true, it's actually true. Mm -hmm. And uh, this is why I love so much Byron Katie's work, because when you start to investigate your thoughts, the first question you put there or you ask yourself is, is this true? Mm -hmm. And the second question is, is this one, can you prove that this is 100% true? Any, mm -hmm. any statement you say to yourself um, I don't know, I'm tired or I'm um, stressed or if you will start to truly investigate it, you will find out evidence mm -hmm. that it's not actually true. It's not 100% true. And in most of the cases, anxiety and stress and uh, all these negative emotions are actually unquestioned, unquestioned thoughts from my yes. perspective. So, uh, it, it's the process it's so easy you just need to step back and really be honest but what we do instead is we run away from our negative emotions we want to switch them immediately and yes. how we switch them especially these days we turn to sugar mm -hmm. we become emotional eaters we turn to alcohol we turn to social media we turn to lots of things that are not healthy for us because we are so afraid to stay there and you mentioned this before we were taught to numb our emotions mm -hmm. i don't know about your parents yes. but my parents used to gave us they they gave us sweets and chocolate for us to stop crying or for us to not to have a tantrum or as a reward if we did something good. So sugar and chocolate and cakes were there as a reward or mm -hmm. as, a, as a, a somehow tool for us to stop uh, feeling our emotions, to stop mm -hmm. crying, to stop. And I think this is a generational thing in a way yes the fact that we we don't know nobody 
taught us how to sit with our emotions, how to accept them. Because once you accept your emotions, you have a different square one. Mm-hmm. You have a different perspective. You already feel better because you accepted them and you accepted yourself being in that state. When you deny your emotions, when you numb them all the time, you are in a denial phase and you are actually trying to lie yourself, if I can say mm-hmm. that. And so avo- you, avoid, avoid it. Avoid and yes. pretending that actually they are not there. And they are still there, guess yes. what? If you, if you will turn to junk food or sugar, uh, what happens, what usually happens is that you are compounding emotions because you eat the yes. sugar and then you start feeling guilty and you start feeling frustrated because you had that, I don't know, piece of cake or the chips or whatever. So you will not only feel anxious and sad and frustrated and whatever, you will also add some other uh, negative emotions because you just did something that was not right for you and for your health. So it's very interesting. And I think if we could uh, become more emotionally intelligent in general, as a human beings, we would solve so many issues in our relationship. Oh, yes. Our health, yes. Our health, yeah, the relationship we have with our food, with everything. It's, uh, we are emotional beings in the end. Yes, for sure. And Larissa, before we hop off, what, how can people contact you? What's the best way for them? Um, there is a group I, um, uh, I manage, and it's, it's a very um, high-vibe community, uh, women only. Uh, there are uh, more than 3,000 women in this group. It's called Keep Glowing, talking about 40s mm-hmm. and uh, uh, always uh, being always uh, shiny and glowing and optimistic about uh, what's ahead. Um, the, uh, then the podcast I just launched is, uh, has the same name, Keep Glowing. Wow, exciting. Yes, <laughs> yes. and then uh, at uh, 10yearsback.com, there is um, uh, a free PDF, a free resource um, with uh, my uh, top, top, top um, uh, resources and advices about uh, ways you can turn back the clock 10 years. So 10yearsback.com for those of you who want to uh, steal my secrets about that, <laughs> that's another another destination uh, uh, for um, uh, for my work and what I do. Mm-hmm. Perfect. Thank you so much for being here with us. Thank you so much for having me. Mm-hmm.